0: i'm suzanne
1: and together we are sex, sex advice, advice for seniors. seniors
0: sex advice for seniors
1: and we're doing this podcast from our bed so i guess it's a bedcast um but just want to uh, put some ideas about how you can freshen up your sex life as a as a senior citizen uh and pensioner and whatever as an older person um how can you do that? I don't I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I think I
0: think the uh, the challenge is whether you whether your relationship is new or whether your relationship is a very long relationship where yeah. the sex life has dried out. Yeah. Cuz I had in my first marriage when I got married when I was in my 20s we didn't really talk about sex. No. And so I didn't I didn't have a language around intimacy and that became a really big problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, I think that's true. I think people don't talk about sex uh, in the same way that they don't talk about very deep things uh, in general. But sex is obviously one of the deepest and one of the most uh, contentious, of course, within relationships. Because you go into relationships completely unprepared and untrained, really, other than the sort of stories you've picked up from other untrained and unprepared people along the way. You know, so it's all trial and error. And because we shy away from ideas of sex education, and the same way that we shy away from political education or whatever, we, um, you know, you end up not really knowing what's going on and not really knowing what's in your own head as well I think um or at least not being able to put it into any sort of sensible context and uh yeah and that's so we're all completely unprepared for for what comes next
0: yeah and and so much of our sexual education especially when we were growing up Mm. Came from just bits of random information, trial and error, being with people, yeah. trying stuff out, or not trying stuff out yeah. because we didn't know about it, or yeah. because we thought maybe it was a little bit uh, something that people just shouldn't do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, or oral... well, people
1: like us didn't do. Yeah, you know,
0: and so as a result of that, we, yeah, we were just naive. And I think that naivety, certainly for me, carried on throughout my whole marriage, where sex was just something we just didn't talk about. We just didn't talk about it. And then by the time, unfortunately, when my marriage ended and we discussed it just very briefly... Mm. I was quite surprised by by some of the things that were told to me because I hadn't asked of course mm. but by then it was too late but yeah. I wonder sometimes in these long term relationships I as a result of researching doing a bit of research for mm. this mm. 5 minutes before we <laughs> got together yeah. basically yeah. and looking at the internet some of the cons- some of the ideas around intimacy were around Especially in a long-term relationship, we're about touch mm. and I think touch is really, really important mm. and I think touch for me is the beginning or the end of intimacy yeah because if you get to a point in your relationship where you're just not touching each other at all, you yeah. know like literally not at all yeah, then suddenly going, "I'm really missing having sex seems like a massive leap that's true and whereas yeah. you can. And I know, again, I've been in situations where I've thought the only way we're ever going to get back to any intimacy in this relationship is if I start making more of an effort, even just to go like that, you know, yeah. just just literally just a hand on your body, yeah. not in a sexual way, but yeah. just any old way is the beginning or the end. Because if you can't do that, mm. if one of you can't do that, and, yeah, the other, well, and the other one is kind of going, oh, like yeah, 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 that, then I don't know how you get it back, frankly. Well, that is,
1: no, nor do I. And, um, but that is both the beginning and the end, uh, is touch, really, because you can use touch as a weapon, and uh, you can use the withholding of touch uh, as a weapon so that you deliberately did don't touch your partner because you, you can't say it you can't you can't voice it to them that you you don't wish to be intimate anymore so that you know you drift apart physically in terms of touch and there is no holding hands or mm. putting your arms around each other or, or whatever um, and that's the great thing about a new relationship of course is that you just, you know at least for a little while <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're all over each other and yeah. touching each other and kissing and you know, and you get that back and that's why people have affairs, I think, because they're after that sense of touch, that sense of um, that sense of, of, of knowing someone intimately. And I think if you could if you could rekindle that within a relationship if you really want to, then you have to find that same sort of excitement that you have with an affair mm. um, within your own relationship. Now that's a very tall order and a very big problem but you know it can be done but it does mean you have to I think it means you have to uh, develop a a program of events really you have to you have to be fairly cut and dried about and say look it's not going to happen in the same way as it did when we first got together or, or we're, uh, as if I was having a, a real affair mm. but we have to pretend you know fake mm. it till you make it <laughs> yeah. I know it's a it's a cliche but it's uh, it's true um and then it's only what, when you're faking it that you really decide whether you're going to make it or not really
0: yeah and the and one of the Esther mm. Peral is my sort of go-to person for all things to do with being sensible around what relationships are and how desire um, manifests itself within relationships and one of the things that she says is distance breeds desire and she doesn't Mm. always mean physical distance Mm. she talks about that that mystery that we all need around each other some element of mystery to maintain the desire that we feel and i'll never forget one of the things she said is that mystery could even be or desire can be around the fact when someone else is attracted to your partner and you see your partner, you know, just smiling or laughing mm. with someone else mm. and realizing that other people find them attractive. Yeah, and yeah. you, rather than feeling threatened by that, yeah. see the their attractiveness yeah. being reflected by someone else,
1: yeah.
0: which can be really attractive. Or she talks about just keeping things private so that your partner, we have this tendency these days to overshare, and I think mm. oversharing is the absolute passion Say killer. Say the people are doing a,
1: po- a podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yes, but I do think that over there is something about oversharing that, it, 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 if somebody knows too much about you, they mm. again that can take away the mystery, mm. and then. Uh, you know and and it is but it doesn't have to be sexual things it can just be things about you that they just don't you know that you just you just don't don't share I mean one of the things for me is that domesticity for me is just an absolute passion killer and I and I don't tend and I don't really want to live with you or anyone else frankly because (sighs) because I I just don't want to get into the yeah, yeah. Well, the boring negotiating stuff. Negotiating about the dishwasher. Oh you know? yeah. God, it's just yeah, yeah. bloody dreadful, and yeah. the and all of that. But <laughs> maybe you can make that fun. I've just never found a way to do the dishwasher. Do it. Yeah, I just never. Have you? No. Done anything? No.
1: No. no. <laughs> it's very very difficult to make
0: the dishwasher sexy. the dishwasher se-
1: sexy. I'm sure there is a way to yeah, do it. Yeah, probably. But, um, yeah, but. but the domesticity is is the killer, oh, yeah. So boring. Yeah,
0: I mean, cooking together can be fun though. Yeah, no, no,
1: that's all right. Yeah, and
0: and I suppose that's the thing is like you can make everyday stuff mm. like playful mm. as long as there's some. Uh, it doesn't become around control. Mm. I know for me certainly. I've been accused of being too controlling around things like cooking, for instance, where it's like, can we share this? And I think, oh, well, that's (laughs) going to be hard because I'm just used to doing this all on my own. And now you're I don't know what I'm meant to be sharing with you. You know, do you want to chop food or do you want to stir? What do you want to do? (laughs) But I suppose there are ways you can do that. Yeah. Um, And one of.
1: and But uh, again, that's that's a good example, because. You need to be quite. You need to be quite professional about it, and say, "Well, my job today is, or your job today is to cut the carrots up, <laughs> and my job today is to saute them." You know, <laughs> and rather than just say, "Oh, what? Let's cook together." You yeah. know, it's actually takes some time to to think about how you're doing this, and then eventually, a, a new way of being together around those 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 roles in it within a relationship might come might might come out of it um but it's got it's got to be experimental and you got to you you know you got to be you got to be prepared to 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 learn i think and and too often in a relationship um the other you know the other party or the, the or your, your you yourself are not prepared to learn yeah. from each other you know.
0: And there's something else that Esther Perel says, and it reminds me about the cooking and sautéing and chopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't know if it's a metaphor, or whatever it is. Yeah, um, is interesting.
1: It... Was you choose
0: carrots? Yeah, interesting <laughs> that you. I think you chose I carrots. I chose carrots. Yes. Didn't you?
1: I didn't. The most phallic vegetable <laughs> you can get. <laughs> <That's> anyway. <true.
0: laughs> but some of the things that she says is about the about giving and receiving. Uh. And I think there's something around giving and receiving because, again, in some relationships, you can establish a pattern where one person is always the person that makes the first move. Mm. And the other person is the person who always responds. Yeah. And having been the person who always makes the first move, there is nothing that kills my self-esteem more Mm. than feeling unwanted and not desirable. Mm. And having to always be the first person to take the initiative has really not been... It it, it hasn't worked for me very well, that Mm. one. Mm. And I... Think there's something around the aspect of giving and receiving where you're where you accept that you are are going to receive pleasure mm-hmm. and you give in to the receiving of pleasure yeah without trying to dominate the experience yeah. and the other person agrees to be the giver of pleasure and that could be anything as simple as a massage doesn't you know um, And yeah. so much of this is around what that the sexual menu goes beyond just having it you know penetrative sex and it it can start with such simple things which Mm. can be touch massage Mm. Mm. just like stroking someone's skin you know there's so many different ways that we experience pleasure yeah and i think we're quite again because we don't learn this stuff Mm. we we either have to refer to experts or we just we just don't know
1: yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, that's where you're out on a limb, really, a lot of the time. I mean, I know it, in you know, I've, I've I've been I've felt out there and not knowing how to get back, really. How do you get back at, along the limb back to the trunk, you know, of of what is really important in a relationship? And um, I think once you're out there, it's very difficult to find your way back. Yeah, um, but it can be done. I mean, I think it can be done. It's, there, it's not hopeless. It, people are able to rekindle what it was. They saw in each other at first. And, but, you know, if you've been together for 20 years and you never talked about it and you've never done anything about the unhappiness you're feeling, then it's so much easier just to have an affair. <laughs> it's so much easier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds difficult, but actually it's really easy to just, <laughs> oh, fuck this, you know, I'm going to go and have an affair.
0: Um, <laughs> it is. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, and we've both done it, so yeah. we know that yeah. for a fact.
1: <laughs> yeah, there we put it out there. <laughs> you know, so sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. So you have yeah. to. It has well, to I be... was
0: quite sorry about it actually, but yeah, you know so was I, I. Yeah, but so was I mean, I. I didn't know how to get it back.
1: No, exactly. I had no idea. And mm-hmm. I, and
0: and I and I think it had just gone on for too long. The the feeling deeply unwanted feeling just had gone on for too long. I just didn't, I didn't know how to do it. I mean, and that's, and going back to the, the great thing about when you do start again, is that you've got the opportunity to get it right, you know? And that's the thing is like starting again and trying to get it right. When you got it so wrong, Mm. it's just so much easier. And actually, the thing about developing a vernacular or a language around lovemaking or love or intimacy or whatever mm. is that actually when you start a new relationship, especially as an older person, I think the some of that fear has gone around that. Mm. I had a tremendous fear around that when I was in my 20s. but I had no idea how to express desire or anything, nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. Mm. and And now, it's probably one of the very, very first things I would ever talk about, is because it's important, mm, and mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm on the same page. Yeah. Because if you're not on the same page with me, then yeah, why are we here yeah, sitting yeah. in bed having this conversation? Exactly. No, <laughs> no. I think,
1: no, no idea. But uh, if you could leave now, yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, it's right. It uh, that's true. You have to be on the same page, and you have to want it. I mean, there are there are um, elephants in the room, small baby elephants in the room, <laughs> that, that 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 are present, and that uh, came off I think, in our first podcast, and that is, what do you do about your relationship, your intimate relationship, when you've got children, yeah. you know, and then when the children are slightly older, mm. um, and leave you high and dry, as you know, literally the the tide goes out. And you're left on the beach together, <laughs> uh, when the children have sailed <laughs> off, and you think, "Who are you again?" Mm. You know, and I, you, that's perhaps something we need to come back to in the future is how you deal with you know having children, really. Mm. I mean because it's the, it's the killer for a lot of relationships. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a problem of the one world because you know, uh, 100, 200 years ago. Um, a lot of women died in childbirth. Uh, the men weren't tied down in the same way as they are today. With you know, t- tied down is the wrong expression, but as committed as they as as they are these days, and you're committed to being together with the same person for a long, long time.
0: Yeah, which that wasn't the case in the past. I mean, my father, man of great wisdom, yeah, great wisdom, said and I and some of my friends have expressed shock at the statement he said when you've got kids you've got absolutely got to put your partner first because mm. your kids will grow up and they will sail off mm. and you will be left on the beach as you said on your own right. and if you haven't prioritized your relationship you will, will be looking at that person like a complete stranger Right, right. And I think modern parenting is so intensely focused on the kid. Yeah, yeah. That it's completely, um, it, it, it's the complete opposite of what my father said. Yeah. Um, and I think, and and I think he was, he is right. Yeah. Is that, is that, and and what I've seen with my friends who do, and have somehow managed to keep clearly the intimacy and that sexual chemistry alive in their relationships is that they put a lot of effort into it, number Mm. one. And number two is it's clear that their kids are happy because they are happy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: it's lovely when you're around two people who absolutely, clearly are besotted with each other, Yeah, right? Whereas when two people are clearly not besotted with each other Mm. or have forgotten Mm -hmm. how to you know how to prioritize their relationship mm. and have mm. just put everything into their kids yeah it's not a very nice and healthy household to no, be in, in it not. really yeah. and and i look at a lot of people these days who are just telling me about you know they've got to be home because Little Johnny needs to be in the routine, the schedule. It's all got to be like this and that. No, no, I'm sorry, we can't stay yeah. out and have another glass of wine with you because you know yeah. I've got to, I've got to attend to his needs. He's, you know, first. Yeah. Oh God, you just think, honestly, <laughs> get alive.
1: yeah, alive. life. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry problem. that
0: I didn't, you know, I wasn't able to, to, uh, to maybe be as, as present, a parent as some of the other people that mm. my kids clearly thought were perhaps a little bit better than I am but or yeah. was but you know I just but think... that's
1: to do with gender roles as well um you know the woman would have been seen as the the person to carry that role yeah and the man would have been seen as the absent father who yeah you know, bring the children to me on a Monday afternoon <laughs> and I'll talk to them you know <laughs> but right. um and, and as that has changed, for the better, that has disrupted also everything that goes with it. Yes. And it's disrupted the, the relationships, the relationships um, we have with each other, mm. um, as well as with our children. Mm. Um, and that's what we haven't caught up with. I think we're starting to catch up with our relationship with our children. Mm. But we haven't caught up with the relationship between ourselves. No. Um and and you know that's 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 where the major problems set in i think yeah um and that's why it's easier you know to start up a new relationship with somebody else with whom you don't have children yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then you have children with them and then you start up and a then new you screw, it up, you screw it up all over again up all over again you're <laughs> caught in this loop of of screwing and screwing up you know
0: Indeed. I think that's very true. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, again, there are small. Look, it takes work, right? Oh, yeah. Like that's the thing. Well, it takes a lot. It it takes it takes work on multiple levels. Firstly, a lot of us don't even know anymore what turns us on. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's one thing It's like the this whole thing about what is what makes us really excited and aroused and all that sort of stuff mm. people sometimes find that out just by chance you know yeah. somebody does something and you're like oh that was quite hot wasn't it yeah you know yeah. sometimes you know you watch too much pornography or whatever and yeah, you, well, you, pornography you know, is the
1: death of, of, uh, of sex actually an attraction yeah because you're constantly looking to the to that to yeah. To offer you some sort of release and and doesn't really just makes you more dissatisfied really. Yeah. Um,
0: and then you've you know and then it's about well how do I bring these topics up with my partner? Yeah. Right. Especially if you've never done it. Yeah. You've never done you know you've never expressed anything about about your own desire and suddenly you have to talk about these things. I yeah. think that's very difficult. Yeah. And uh, again, I know you're very cynical about Esther Perel's little. T- tips and tricks. <laughs> no, no,
1: it's not that I'm cynical. As I said before, um, I'm very English about it. Yeah, yeah, that, you enough. know, you have to write out little things and and you know find this, that, and the other, and you know, and I'm very English about avoiding that sort of work <laughs> in a relationship. I'm still very English, and that I think a relationship should just happen organically and naturally, and blah 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 and uh uh whereas i think you're a bit more american about this <laughs> probably you know. let's write out some lists and uh <laughs> you tell me what you like and i'll tell you
0: i do like the thing though she does this thing that i do i do, thought was quite good was she she says to write down um to do a journal which is I turn myself off when I turn myself on when, and you just write things that turn you off and things that turn you on. And they don't have to be sexual things. It could be like when I play the guitar, right. Or it Mm. could be, um, when we hang out with friends or, you know, and I turn myself off when I promise that I'm going to do something that I don't accomplish or I start something that I don't finish or, Mm, you know, things mm, like that. Right. mm, mm. So it could be just little things, not necessarily sexual things. And I, and what I do like about that particular exercise myself yeah. is, firstly, I don't find it too scary. Mm. I don't think, oh, that's really going to reveal a load of stuff. I think it gives somebody an insight into some little things that you can do that you know are going to give your partner pleasure yeah. that aren't necessarily too onerous, mm. too difficult. Mm. And, I, mm. and I like that about that particular task so yeah. if you want to look that up it's write down i turn myself off when on a piece of paper i turn myself on when on a piece of paper and then share it with your uh significant other mm. and, I, and i think it's just a nice thing to do it's not
1: no i think i, I think don't it's a nice think it's like do. i don't yeah. think it's
0: too much homework
1: no no <laughs> i know it's not i mean my rational head knows it's a really nice and sensible thing to do but my irrational you know, maybe it's just male part of me just thinks, oh, Jesus, that sounds terrible. You know, I'd, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather stick pins in my eyes than, <laughs> than make a list of what turns me on and turns me off. Um, but you're right. I mean, it, that is right. It, it is. It does take that sort of work. But um, also, if you and, and, vo- and voicing as well. I mean, you don't need to write a list. You could just tell each other, you know?
0: Yeah, but I'm. Look, we're old. Like, you don't remember what I did five minutes ago. Like. Who are you? Do you know? <laughs> I mean, you're not, yeah. not going to remember that, are you? No. You're that's not going to remember it. So just writing it down means that it's going to be there. And just, you know, if you happen to forget, which, let's face it, is pretty likely, then yeah. it's just there. Yeah. I also you know for people for whom all of this might sound really scary i think let's start with something that's not so scary Mm. like what can you do that's not so scary you can just make more of an effort to touch the other person you can you can leave a note lying around um being appreciative, expressing gratitude, right? Mm, mm. Telling the other person when you when you think they look really nice. Yeah. You know, there's all sorts of little things that you can do yeah. to just make the other person feel that they're special. Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't have to be the big grand gesture. No, that's true. And I think also that it's about, you know, again, it's about looking at the whole language of lovemaking in it, as a as a smorgasbord as opposed to just this one mm. central act that ev- that everything culminates yeah. in yeah. and making you know and look there's lots of people I know especially at our age kids have left the house where they set aside a Sunday afternoon and they just go that's we're going to spend Sunday afternoon in bed yeah. and we're just going to have some fun yeah so you know like having dedicated time you know, lots of little things like that that are not that are not that difficult um yeah. but i think you're right like when you start a relationship it's just so much easier yeah. to just go i'm not gonna screw this one up yeah. so let's get this out of the way yeah. i really like it when some of the things i've thought about that i've never tried are
1: yeah
0: um and if somebody says oh that don't, mm, doesn't really doesn't really yeah or yeah i'm not really into sex actually mm. you can go Oh, that's fine. <laughs> We're just going to be friends, then, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. On
1: yeah. <laughs> Monday, it's okay. Well, the door's there. But, exactly.
0: You yeah. seem a lovely person. Should we just meet up for Sunday lunch once a <laughs> <of the> year?
1: <laughs> Which is, of course, what the most people in a relationship eventually. You know, you have Sunday lunch and you have Monday leftovers, and you know, and, uh, and it's very, you know, it can be lovely. It can be very nice. Just, but you're just friends, you know. Exactly, and if you're if you're happy to live like that, then that's fine. But if and if sex is missing for you, um, then that's that that becomes a problem, uh, especially if there is a discrepancy between the two people and what they expect from a relationship yeah. at that point. You know, um, very much. So. And because we are together for so long, so long that ha- so, such a long time has to be dedicated to just being friends.
0: Yeah.
1: No, mm. uh, we're not showing. Probably um, time to.
0: Yeah, but we can... Yeah, I think the... the the At our age, one of the... Probably, I'm not sure this goes on with younger people, and maybe it does, I don't know. But maybe because younger people are so... There's a lot more, seems to be more sex education around than when yeah. we were younger.
1: Yeah. Most none. I when see, when, when I, exactly when I went to school. Yeah. Is
0: that you can very easily get into a relationship where the um, the sex drives are completely incompatible mm. and think that's perfectly okay. Mm. And I think that was probably my marriage, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pro- yeah. Probably, absolutely. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. never, never even thought about it. Yeah. Never thought about it and thought, oh, yeah, maybe, uh, well, but you know, there were so many other things that were, that did work. I just thought, well, maybe actually, do you know what? Now that this has jarred my memory, I remember thinking, even at the very early days, maybe this isn't so important. Yeah. Because at that point, I'd had quite an active sex life in my early twenties. And I remember thinking, maybe it's just not Maybe that's that. Maybe mm. you just do it a lot in your twenties, mm. and then you just you just stop, and mm. then that's okay. And you have kids, and then you focus on kids and all that yeah, sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And maybe you it's don't. It's just a phase. It's just I'm in. a phase yeah. I'm in. Mm. Mm. So I didn't think about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's until true.
0: Until I got a bit older, and then I thought, why did I think that?
1: <laughs> I thought, yeah, oh, that
0: was really dumb.
1: Sure, sure, yeah well i was I was kind of the opposite to that i I didn't have a very active sex, sex life when I was younger yeah. you know and um and then I had that fomo feeling, the fear of missing <laughs> out you know the, there was all this stuff going on that i you know as I got older and and saw more of the world, I kind of thought, hang on, all the stuff's going on." And there is all this stuff, and I haven't had any of it, you know. Yeah. And uh, and that was that was very destructive, destructive as well. I think that's one of the dangers p- of pornography, yeah. um, that you see that and think, oh my God, these people are doing stuff that I can only dream of, you know. Mm. What you know? What? Why? Why can't I get this? Mm. Um, and this fear of missing out is really a big problem, I think, for a lot of people.
0: Mm. Yeah yeah no i mean
1: so you have to build it into your relationship so you don't you don't feel as though you're missing out on anything And yeah. i think a lot of people for a lot of people it, you know you you find your way that where you're not you, you don't fear you're missing out um, either because it doesn't matter which is fine or because you build it in which yeah. is also fine you know
0: yeah, I think the more the more you can expand your sexual vocabulary and your what what discover what turns you on, the longer you can stay excited and desire the other within your relationship. Mm. I think it takes a lot of work, frankly. Mm. I think it takes a lot of commitment on both sides. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of being quite open-minded as to what the other person might be thinking about Mm. because i suspect that many and i'm being a little bit gender biased here but i suspect many women i know have absolutely no clue what goes on in uh many (laughs) men's heads um and And vice versa and yeah Yeah. and i think that's true they just don't have a clue yeah and then when
1: you... Again, s- lack of communication. And
0: it's just all down to communication, mm-hmm. really. But it, but taking the first step to having those conversations when you've just met somebody, it's just so much easier mm. when you've just met somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're older. Because, yeah. you know, there's less to lose, let's right. face it. Like, you've mostly got all the stuff that you wanted to get out of the way, <laughs> out of the way. Yeah. So then if this thing that, that you've just started doesn't work out... Well, you know what? Chances are you're probably okay before then. You know, mm. yeah, you might miss it, but you, but you go well. You know, that's that's the way it goes. Whereas it felt to me when I was younger that I was that there was a whole stuff. There was all this stuff that we needed to get. You know, we we wanted to have a family. We wanted to do this. We wanted to do that. So so this relationship was 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 laden with expectation
1: freighted i think they say these days
0: freighted is that what they say <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> with expectation and and that expectation then led to a whole bunch of yeah yeah stuff so yeah,
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah so i think that the great news about being an older person and having sex we can wrap it up is that this is your opportunity to get it right. Yeah, isn't absolutely, it?
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: There's and there's never. Yeah,
1: know. yeah. I mean, we've been we've both been through a lot of stuff to get here, but now we're here. You know, we might as well, the most of it. You know. Yeah. Have a good time.
0: Yeah, indeed. Let's do that, shall <laughs> Let's we? Do that. It's such a lovely day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's go and have some Sunday.